everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I, I wish I could say I was better, but unfortunately, we had to watch this, this incredibly stupid episode. We watched an episode? Uh, unfortunately. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty generous way to describe the 20 minutes of <laughs> things we, thing we, the thing we watched that took uh, up 20 content, whatever, whatever, okay. Uh, hi, we are ready by sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show uh, and get a bunch of bonus material. We talked about, we did an episode review for King of the Hill this week. We do King of the Hill. We do Bob's Burgers. There's Rick and Morty in their archives. We do New Simpsons episodes. Season 34 starts in a couple weeks again. Lots of stuff. We have someone to thank, Matthew. Fantastic. That sounds great to me. It is great. Jorge Hernandez, thank you. Thank you, Jorge. This week's episode, Million Dollar Maybe. I believe this is the second time they've referenced Million Dollar Maybe with the title. At the very least. Maybe the third time. This episode, MABF03, originally aired January 31st, 2010, written by Bill Odenkirk, directed by Chris Clements, received a 2.4 rating with 5.11 million viewers. The couch gag, Homer runs to the couch first. He pulls out an iPhone, presses the couch gag app, and downloads Bart, Lisa, Marge, and Maggie, making them run to the couch in the app. Homer then gets an incoming call from Mr. Burns. He screams and swallows his phone. We've gotten, well, now we're in iPhone couch gags. That's where we're at, man. That's where we're at. Was it 2009 or 2010? We're just in, I literally just said January 31st, 2010, man. Okay. It, I don't listen to you when you do these intros. I listen the, for guest stars and I listen to you do the couch gag. I, I don't care when these came out. <laughs> you should care, man. All the details, they matter very much. <laughs> so, so guest stars, Chris Martin, as himself, the lead singer of Coldplay, he says three lines. And he's an, it's inexplicable. Why is Chris Martin in the show? Because he wanted to be on The Simpsons. I Did he? I assume. Uh, why else? Why? Money uh, would be my answer, Matt, but maybe he did it for free. I don't know. Oh, this episode is terrible, guys. I, I'm not going to, we're not going to, I, I, there was literally, Matt, I had a moment in like today. I was like, you know what? We could just do a bit where we don't literally don't talk about this episode we just treat it like nothing happened for 20 minutes and just that we, would be fit and we move on we just do the everything we do listener question we do trivia we do everything else we just like we just don't say any we just like nothing happened bye-bye but i'm like no we can't you guys should do our due diligence but this episode literally is just nothing it's just empty air it's filler this is filler from beginning to end it acts at a few moments like there's a couple scenes where it acts like it's about something it is never about anything. It is nonsense. Nothing. There's no laughs. Matt, did you laugh at all? That's our first our first question. God, no. Not even a little bit. Some of this is like anti-humor, it feels like. Like, if, yeah. I knew, if I didn't know better, I thought it was them purposely crafting the worst jokes imaginable. Like, it felt like them trying to not make, like, like going to, like, the Tim and Eric route, where it's, like, the driest, dumbest things possible to try and make you laugh because it's so dumb and dry. But I know they don't do that. The Simpsons aren't doing that. They're bright, trying to write broad comedy here. They're not trying to do that weird thing. So it's just boring. Um, the episode begins. I have lots of clips because I don't want to talk about it. Um, this, the, the episode begins with, the, with Homer and Marge practicing singing a song, an old standard, an old comedy standard, for, pra for practicing it for a wedding. A wedding. 
You like potato. And you like potato. You like tomato. And you like tomato. Potato. Potato. Tomato. Tomato. Let's call the whole thing officially on. And toast Valerie and Dave. Takasaki Rothman. Will be the hit of Cousin Valerie's wedding reception. Can I just ask, who the hell says potato? Songwriters who are stuck. Oh man, I'm still a little nervous about performing in front of all those people. Don't worry, sweetie. With me at your side, our toast will do just what it's supposed to. Steal focus from the bride. <laughs> <laughs> this is theoretically the beginning of an A-plot. Theoretically, but also... It's so inexplicable how they get from this to what the actual A plot is. I mean, you could just skip a lot of nonsense. Matt, if they took out everything un- inessential in this episode, there would be no episode. There's nothing in this that is like meaningful. It is all nothing. Uh, we cut to the B plot, even though there's no plot either. There's no plots here, or there's no story in any of this. Uh, Lisa's visiting the old folks' home, retirement castle. Uh, to visit grandpa they're static on the television because they don't have the digital converter to the when when you know they switch over to hd <sighs> what are you what is this Sorry. what are they groaning about what is what are you groaning about Matt? What, what do you mean what do you unless the people in the retirement home were watching antennas no one needed a digital conversion box cable was already switched over Satellite was already switched over. This plot makes no sense. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> Matt, that's, this, this is the least of it. I know. <laughs> I know. Nothing. It's just so dumb. It doesn't matter. Who cares? If this led to something, I wouldn't care. It just leads to nothing. So she, uh, Lisa's like, oh, I'll go buy them a box. I'll go buy them. Maybe they were using antenna. Whatever. She'll go get, she's going to go to a store. There's a joke about Circuit City closing down. It's accurate. She, in the process of this, sees Mr. Burns playing a, not a Wii, but a Z. A Funtendo Z. The Funtendo Z, which is, it is just a Wii. It's just a Nintendo Wii, the original Wii. Um, And she sees Mr. Burns having fun. He's playing golf with it. He shoots some Nazis. He's, that's, I think, the only, the only thing in this episode that brought me close to humor was Burns confused about shooting nazis i was like that's not how i remember it that's the only thing that i got close to like oh wow that's the that's close to a joke you're getting there um good try good try yeah you're getting there um but lisa sees that oh burns an old man having fun with this maybe oh i'll get this for the old folks home and they'll get to move around and get engaged be active it's good for them we cut back to the A plot. We, these are I'm doing heavy sneer quotes every single time I describe it. There's no there's no story. There's no plot. So Homer is at work with Lenny and Carl. They are eating Chinese food. They are reading their fortune cookies, and they reveal they find out that it is Homer's lucky day. Uh, what's your fortune say? You will enjoy the company of others. Wow, that's exactly what I'm enjoying right now. Spooky. Mine says something you lost will soon turn up. <gasps> My faith in the Lord. It came back. Today is your lucky day. Yeah. Pfft. Hey, Homer, if I was you, I wouldn't be so quick to say pfft. Yeah, these cookies are on the up and up now. According to the only honest newspaper, the Beijing Daily Worker. See? 
If it's your lucky day, you'd be a fool not to take advantage of it. Hey, any part of a cookie you can't eat is just a waste of time. <laughs> what incredible good luck. Just as the cookie foretold. Mm-hmm. So it's Homer's lucky day, and they've decided, and we see an, a montage here where it shows that it truly is Homer's lucky day. He gets the, a bunch of candy for free from the vending machine. He finds an Emerson Lake and Palmer CD on the ground outside, and we have a montage of him singing to ELP uh, on the way home, because the wedding is apparently that night at 5 o'clock, right? That's what they say. Homer's going to meet Marge yeah. at 5 o'clock. Where does Homer's job end? At what, Homer gets off work at 2? Is that how we're doing this? It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Really? Um, Homer's very lucky. This is his lucky day, Matt. And the only way this actually makes sense is if Homer buys, if Homer spends a lot of time here. This is, this is the only way to fix this episode is Homer takes all this stuff as an omen. Yes, it is my lucky day. And he's, they, he during this next sequence, he drives by the uh, quickie mart and sees oh there's a big lotto this week big lottery for a million dollars um which that's not enough money you should pick a bigger number i don't again that is a million dollars i know why they well i I think the reason they picked a million dollars is that they wanted him to run out at the end which is what happens because spending a million dollars on the stupid crap that homer and bar spend it on doable if it was a real lottery, those $40 million, even after taxes, I can't see Homer running out of that that quickly. I know, Matt. I'm just saying, I yes, I agree with you. Uh, it's more about this doesn't make any sense because it's only a million dollars. That number is not big enough to really motivate Homer. Uh, like, I think in my terms, like, when would I go buy a lotto ticket? For, you know, I'd spend, I would not spend $50. I would spend $2 on a lotto ticket when yeah. it was $300 million. I'd be like, oh, that's fun. You get to, you know, you get to dream about, oh, what would I do if I won? And then you lose and you move on with your life. But it, it, this doesn't make any sense. The only way this episode makes sense, if Homer takes all this time, buy a ticket, and then he loses. And he's still lost, missed out on going to the wedding with March. It's the only way this episode makes oh, sense. Yeah. Only way this episode does anything is if he doesn't win. But instead, he does the exact opposite and does win the lottery. So he buys a ticket and it, all of this takes Matt to put this in our notes that I can't. It takes forever. It takes oh, ever so long for this to happen. It is. There's incredibly long montage of Marge and the kids at the wedding waiting for Homer. Homer's standing in line at the quickie mart for hours. It seems hours pass by and he can't buy a lottery ticket. I I've, I've been to a store. I don't understand why it does not take long for transactions at a at a convenience store. No matter how long the long is, how long the line is, line the long is. So, words. Marge eventually Homer's late. Of course he's late. Marge has to do the show by herself. I don't know why she wouldn't just cancel. Wouldn't Marge just go? Oh, Homer's not here, so we can't do it. Yeah, so we'll have to do something else. Okay. I mean, this is literally like every step along the way. No one acts human. I can't. I'll say it again. There are no humans in this episode. Zero humanity. And that is a problem with The Simpsons. There have to be humans in your TV show. There are no humans in this. Marge does not act like a human. Um, Homer does certainly does not act like a human. Bart doesn't act like a human. Lisa, I guess, does, but ultimately for no reason. Um, Marge does the act by herself. Gets booed. Okay, who's ready for a wedding theme knock-knock joke? 
Whoa! Start the joke. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know. Did I hear lettuce? Well, not for me, you didn't. Lettuce who? I don't know. Boo! Don't drag your kid into this. Lettuce, congratulate the new couple. Why won't she stop? <laughs> All right, there, there. There, there, sweetie. <laughs> I'm gonna make it! I'm gonna make it! I didn't make it! Here I am, about to start my new life in Springfield. <laughs> what an idiot. This is the perfect time for my catchphrase. Soon you will be my... Okay. Okay. Marge, Marge can gloss over the fact that Homer is now definitely dead. That other guy is definitely dead. Oh, what, what other guy? That man? other guy also had the exact same voice as Julio from the Three Gays of the Condo episode. The other. Okay, let's let's break this down one by one. Um, Marge bombs uh, at the wedding again for no reason. We have Homer clearly dead. Uh, drives his car off hundred a hundred foot tall cliff or something crazy. We do watch another person, also another character Matt just talked about, crash their car into a fiery explosion. That character was created in the best character ever contest, uh, where fans submit their own ideas for new, possibly recurring Simpsons character. Twenty five thousand entries were sent in. And the winner got to go to L.A. And, and design their character with the Simpsons creative staff. That character turned out to be Ricardo Bamba, even though that character is never named in this episode and never comes back. Um, and they've they this woman uh, helped create this character and she did an interview with AP over the Associated Press and Al Jean. A, says it's a thank you to loyal fans and they noted and then ricardo is immediately exploded um oh boy well I, i'm sure i'm glad i'm sure we're peggy peggy black um from connecticut I'm sure she i i don't know how she felt when she watched the character she helped create explode in a fire explosion literally after five seconds of airtime um kind of i don't know i i don't know if ricardo bomba was really going to be a good character but kind of mean to do that i don't know if that was me i'd be upset maybe a little bit if i flew to yeah, la i would want something a little a little better for the, <laughs> the i flew to la episode. and did all this stuff and then they just murder him cool um but homer crashes his car why i don't know i don't know why any of this is happening this is like theoretically this is homer's gonna win the lottery and the price is he he's gonna miss performing this thing this wedding with marge um but then he also crashes his car it why like why why i don't know uh homer wakes up in the hospital homie homie can you hear me oh thank god you're okay oh i'm alive and surrounded by the people i love the most in the could you scooch over a bit our top story last night's big lotto winner is still not come forward once again, those numbers are 1, 6, 17, 22, 24, and 35. A million dollars. Now I'm really glad I didn't die. The mysterious winner purchased the ticket at 7.07 last night. 7.07? 
That's exactly the moment I was furious at you for missing our toast. And now I'm the one who has to ask, can you forgive me? Oh, I'll try. Wait, if I tell Marge I won, she'll know I was buying the ticket when I was supposed to be on stage with her. Oh, I'm rich and I can't even tell my own wife. Calm down, Homer, calm down. Well, I do look pretty calm down there. <laughs> Robbie, what grade level would you say The Simpsons is generally aimed at? The writing? The jokes? What do you mean? I don't know, Matt. Like, I don't... I, because I think you... The only people you would have to explain the situation to, as Homer does there, laying out very clearly that he can't tell Marge because he was buying a lottery ticket when he was supposed to be at the wedding, you'd have to be in elementary school. You'd have to be younger than 10 because anyone in middle school or higher would have understood that and would not need him to explain that. They do that multiple times this episode, Matt. Barney literally yeah. does it the next like the next scene, effectively. He, Barney's like, I'm telling you why this is all happening. I'm like... I've watched a television show before, guys. I've seen a movie. Like, I understand how stories work. You don't have to tell me literally what's happening on screen. It is a visual medium. You don't have... Also, also, you, no one ever says what time the ticket is bought. Even in real life, no one ever knows what time the ticket is bought because no one cares. This is not recognizable not, as human. There's no Earth. This is not no. Earth. This is not humanity. I don't know what's going on. We go to commercial. Blissfully, thankfully, I'm oh. finally out of this first act. Eight minutes and 46 seconds. Fine. So, as Robbie said, we start this off with... Uh, Homer uh, picking up his money and Barney, Barney picks up the money for him and then we get this once again complete explanation of the entire story going on it just uh. Barn, thanks for picking up the money for me <laughs> now what should I buy first Hitler's baseball a mirror that gives me advice my advice is to buy Hitler's baseball Wait a minute, Homer. You can't spend any of that money or Marge will know you lied. Oh, yeah. Marge, what are you doing? Oh, the laundry. The machine's on the fritz and we can't afford the $400 to fix it. Here I am, a millionaire, and I can't even help the woman who gave birth to me. Why don't you just buy things your family needs and leave them where they'll find them? Oh, Barney, that's brilliant. Just for that, you can help yourself to anything from this tree. Well, that's not the money tree. I know. It's where I hide my adult magazines. Hmm. There are lots of things that are stupid about this, but we'll go start with the one that just happened most recently. Giving somebody, giving an adult man porn in exchange for him helping you get a million dollars or 648000 whatever it actually ended up being, he deserves more than that because without him, you wouldn't have that money at all. Like, he should have had to give Barney, like, half or something like that. Why does Barney collect the money? In, is Barney collecting money literally because Norma doesn't want Marge to know? Basically, yeah. I Okay, man. Let's... This is the crux of this. The rest of this episode is all about Homer trying to hide the fact that he won the lottery for March because he, mm -hmm. and not because he necessarily because he wants to be selfish with the money and just use it on him because the, the rest of this act is him like spending money on the family. 
the entire reason he doesn't want to let her doesn't want Marge to know is because he ditched her to buy the ticket. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for the end of the episode. Marge learns that Homer did this and goes, "Oh, we won the lottery. Who cares?" Yeah. Well, the, the whole thing is supposed to be Homer not uh, thinking that Marge would be mad with him, and we're just going to go with that premise. But I would certainly hope. Um, <sighs> yes, it was a crappy thing for Homer to do, but. Marge's would have been much happier to have had the money and gotten a say in how it was spent rather than Homer just being a moron. I mean, it, again, but like that's like, again, treating these people like treating Homer and Marge like humans, like with feelings and emotions and like thoughts. They don't have any of that. This is all just it's just nonsense from for the whole episode. There's nothing. Indeed. All right. Moving on. So we get see we see Lisa install the uh, the we sorry the Z for the old folks. Uh, it turns out they like it. You know it 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 is some physical activity, but it's very mild physical activity, just like the actual real life we. It turns out everyone kind of likes it because they can get some activity, but not a ton. Moving on, we we'll get back to that at some point, probably for another thirty seconds in the next act. Uh, we see Homer and Marge in the park, uh, where Homer sees something in the bushes and sends Bart to go get it. Bart refuses to, so Homer throws him into the bushes, probably breaking his skull or a few bones or whatever. You know, the normal stuff for, you know, a cartoon <sighs> where Homer has hidden a washing machine. So the family now needs to get this washing machine home. So Homer throws Bart into the truck rental place. Don't what? Don't don't worry the... about it, Matt. Don't worry about it. Just move on. It's OK. They don't care. They don't care. They, they, <laughs> they don't care. Just keep going. I swear to God, if this was a Tim and Eric episode, it would make. I mean, I way li- more Matt, sense. this that the, literally. I'm gonna. This is very honest. The closest I got to laughing was at the, the Simpsons in this episode, and they. It, maybe it's just me. I've broken down to the point where I'm starting to laugh at things. Like I catch myself laughing because something is so bad. It's like it is getting yeah. to the point where this is so. It's like watching Neil Breen is watching Tommy Wiseau. It is that where it's like, oh, this is so terrible. It's funny. That is where the Simpsons are at this point. That's what I'm starting. That's where I'm only to only humor I'm getting out of the episode like this is like, oh, this is so bad. And then like uh, the, the the Neanderthal stuff. I think that's where I was like, I almost cracked. Like I was like, oh, wow, this is might be the worst Simpsons joke I've ever seen. It is. Yeah. There are lots of them that might qualify in this episode because almost the rest of this entire act is a montage of the family finding things that they want or need randomly throughout their lives and just accepting the fact that someone possibly God is just rewarding them for their piety. And they're just finding all kinds of stuff. That like at the point where the last thing we see is Marge finding a new string of pearls in a dirty diaper. I wish I hadn't seen that. And now you all have to share in my misery. <sighs> like Robbie said, I don't want to talk about more than I have to. So here we get to the point where Bart find Bart uh, catches Homer and we get this nonsense conversation. And now Marge's secret benefactor is going to get her the luxury she's always dreamed of. A toaster wide enough for bagels. I'll just take out a little money from my local branch. <clears throat> hmm, not as much money as there used to be. Homer, huh? what are you doing? Why, I'm just... Oh! 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 There's money in this tree. What the hell's going on? Uh, Lenny, I call it a fortune cookie. And you, I ran into the candy machine and I, I found an Emerson Lake and Palmer. Uh, 
Good job, Homer. In one drunken screed, you basically summed up this entire episode up until this point. If you had something about Lisa buying the Z for the old folks, we could have skipped all of Acts 1 and 2. And we all would have been happier for that. What is this? Homer, Matt, okay, I want to be clear. Homer crashed his car off of a cliff earlier. 100 feet, he fell. He was fine. Apparently, I mean, he woke. Up, he went to the hospital, but his arm got hurt a little bit. In this, yeah, within the next, within the next like several days, he's he's walking around with just his arm in a cast, and now he's fine. But in the, and now, now he hurts his arm in a tree. <laughs> I can't take it. It's so <laughs> absurd. It's the state. Like, why? Why is this happening? It's so bad. I can't take it. I can't even. Do this. Uh, thankfully, here we go to a commercial because what happens next is almost as bizarre as what just happened but i'm gonna let robbie tell us about mm. that 13 minutes and 26 seconds we come back into act three uh anyway here's mo okay let me get this straight you got all this moolah legitimately but you're too scared to do anything fun with it son if i was interested in fun i would have run away the day you were born look man you gotta enjoy yourself a little you work hard or at least you're out of the house a lot. You're right. I have been acting like Telethon Jerry Lewis when I should have been acting like rest of the year Jerry Lewis. Will you teach me how to put myself first? And how. Not so fast. Huh? Don't forget my cut. Uh, your cut of what? I don't know. I just go around saying that and hope it'll be applicable. I'll be on my way now. <laughs> on my way. Mo's here. Uh, no reason. <laughs> Again, never come, Robbie. No, Mo never comes back. Mo is here, literally, just like they wrote. I, I think they wrote this as a joke, Matt. Like this is them thinking, oh, it wouldn't be funny if Mo's here. And I don't know. I have no idea. Then we just cut to Homer and Bart is spending the money in the wrong direction. Homer should start out spending it self, uh, self officially, and then Lisa catches him and he goes to selflessly. But no, we get the opposite in this episode. Homer gets worse. What? Well, and Bart and Bart, they get okay. Hiring Coldplay for a private concert—that's all. That's all your money. That's every bit that you use. Because that's insane. That's all your money, man. I, like I don't know. Like that. I don't. I don't do. I, like I get it. Like they they were they got Chris Martin. They're like, where do we put him? Oh, he's in this episode for inexplicable. Who likes Cold? Like, do Homer and Bart like Coldplay? Did they even think about that for even a moment? Did they even have like a moment where the writing staff went, you know what? Why would Homer and Bart choose Coldplay of all bands? Is mm-hmm. like, no, the answer is they hate Chris Martin. So let's do that. But why would they like, no one likes Coldplay. <laughs> Coldplay is elevator music. It's there to you shop to Coldplay. You like you're at the grocery store and Coldplay's on. You're like, oh, I get some cereal. Like it doesn't, no one listens. Like, I'm sure there's some people who like Coldplay, like for recreational reasons. I'm, uh, but we, we, Chris Martin has three lines. I don't have anything against Chris Martin. He does literally what he's told to in this episode, but there's no jokes there. He's just there while they pause the song multiple times to go to the bathroom. They spend a lot of money multiple times. We, this is Barton Homer now spending a lot of money now on selfish reasons. Why I don't know. Uh, we. Cut back to the old folks' home, where now the the, the this I guess activity now has 
driven all the old folks to kind of, I don't know, demand some respect, really. They're just asking the nurse, nurses for not really ridiculous things, just for things like water, uh, conversation, I think, a blanket, I believe is one of the asks. Uh, it's not a lot, but the nurses are mad because it's something. Uh, these nurses are the worst humans alive, apparently. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's so bad. They're so bad. But there's no, yeah. again, there's no story here. Uh, so we cut to Bart and Homer. I can't, I can't believe I'm saying these words. We cut to Bart and Homer in a uh, zero G airplane ride where, you know, the, the plane dives, it goes up high and then dives and you get a couple minutes of zero G. Um, and then Bart and Homer have a fight scene in the zero G plane, Matt. What are mm-hmm. they? What are they fighting about? I'm not really sure anymore. Nope. I don't like to tell Mar about telling Marge or something about spending more money. I don't like how much. Again, they don't, how much money they have left. We don't know. It, they don't care. Like it doesn't matter. Um. So, whatever. It's it takes a really long time. It's not funny. I don't know what's going on. Um. We cut back to the old folks. Lisa confronts the incredibly awful nurses, Matt. Okay. And. Uh, we find out Lisa comes back to the TV static again, like when she first came. And you would think that, and she finds out that the nurses put the video game console into the dishwasher to destroy it. Cause they didn't, it was uh, angering up the blood <laughs> of grandpa and the other old folks. And Lisa confronts them. And then they're just like, Oh yeah, Lisa is angry. The nurses are indignant that they, the old, now, you would think this would lead to at least one more scene, probably two more scenes, where Lisa gets one over on the nurses and the old folks get a video game console again, right? You'd think. But what does happen, Matt? Well, you see, Robbie, what does happen is nothing. No, this That's is, the end of that plot. This is the end of the plot. The end of the plot is the nurses destroy the video game console and that's it. The elderly people are just sad. What, what? Like, what? That's it. That's the story. That's the story you're telling that they just have a sad life. Okay, cool. Um, Bart and Homer are at the dinner table. They uh they argue about uh telling Marge more, or Bart is blackmailing Homer more about telling Marge, and then gets him to go to show and tell. And this is really bad. But now you guys, like Matt said earlier, you get to suffer with us. Who's ready for panini? Up, oh, that's my chair, boy. No problem. I'll just sit here, closer to Mom's ear. Mom, how do you think we really got that panini press? I thought the government sent it to us as part of the stimulus package. At least that's what the letter said. Well, actually, Mom... Uh, on second thought, boy, why don't you take <clears throat> my chair? Mm. So, Bart, how's your big school presentation coming along? Oh, great. Now that Dad's going to star in it. I agree to no such thing. Mom! Where and what time? Homeroom, 8 a.m. Never. Mom! Ugh, what do I wear? Behold, Neanderthal Man, our ugliest, stupidest ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Missing Link, put on a show. <laughs> Make a fire. Okay. Be scared of the fire. <laughs> Evolve. Evolve! Get religious about a bird you see. Sprain your ankle and know it's a death sentence. (laughs) Very good, Bart. Can I get extra credit for a caveman breakdance? Of course. 
I do appreciate, Matt, that you uh, specifically pointed out in our notes that this is a bad depiction of Neanderthals. <laughs> like, that's the thing. So, yes, uh, this depiction of Neanderthals is completely wrong. Neanderthals were basically us with just slightly different features. And, yeah, so now we have a Bart and Homer blackmail situation going on. What does this have to do with... Uh, it doesn't... Uh, Homer, it Homer, doesn't matter. It doesn't there, matter. There's a 30-second bit here where Homer's just breakdancing as a Neanderthal. Like, is this funny? Mm-hmm. It, it, like, this is where I go... This is the moment where I almost cracked, Matt. This is, like, literally, I was watching this episode. I just... It, like, it, it's, it's, like, instilling madness into me. It's, like, a creeping madness in my brain where I'm, like... Is this what the show is now? Where we're just, Homer, we just have Dan Castellano making like noises for 20 seconds. I guess so. We go to our final commercial at 18 minutes and 34 seconds. And when we come back, we are finally about done with this. Um, Homer, uh, or Bart tries to get Homer to give him a rickshaw ride. Homer is finally fed up. Then we get 30 seconds of Millhouse being. Uh, exchanged for Homer and telling Bart not to spare the whip because he's his friend. Like, whoo, boy, what? Anyway, and then finally <laughs> we get a really long uh, clip with Homer and Marge where Homer confesses, and this is all incredibly stupid. Okay, I'm taking off the blindfold. Surprised? Well, I kind of got a clue when I heard that ballooning safety video. Marge, soaring above the forgiving beauty of nature, I have something to confess. Um, I wasn't there for that wedding toast because I was buying a lottery ticket. You are what? You have a right to be angry, furious, and even though that ticket won a million dollars, it... We've got a million dollars? Screw the toast! Uh, yes, well, um, taxes took out a lot. I spent a ton on those things for the family, and, um, I didn't know you could rent a balloon. (sighs) So we're right back where we used to be. Yes, but I have one more thing to show you. Oh, my God. March, those groves of cherry blossoms will bloom every year to remind the world of the sweetest, most forgiving woman who ever lived. Am I off the hook? You like potato. And you like potato. You like tomato. And you like tomato. So if you go for oysters, and I go for oysters, I'll order oysters and cancel the oysters. For we know we need each other, so we better call the calling off. off. Let's call the whole thing off. Well, it's a happy, good. We got a happy ending. We got a happy ending, Matt. Isn't that nice? That is fantastic. In fact, let's just... I'll be happy and not talk about it. I, it's just inexplicable. Like them, they, it's like them. It, this is an ending to an episode that doesn't exist. Like this is just, it just comes out of nowhere. Like if I'm going to, I'm going to here, I'm going to, this is just a hypothetical. Let's say your partner uh, wins the lottery, you know, blows off a big thing to do it. Um, that doesn't really make any sense because you don't need to spend a lot of time to buy a lottery ticket, but whatever this episode presupposes that let's say it, it happens and then uh they won a million dollars or six hundred thousand dollars which is a lot of money um certainly makes certainly life-changing amount of money um and then they spent all of it and didn't tell you about it oh 
would you feel about that? I would be, let's see, let's call it extremely upset. Because what the hell? I, yeah, it's I just... would first be very confused and then probably be upset. Um, I wouldn't go, oh, you planted some trees. Oh, yeah, you're fine. And again, no, is... I'd be like, I, I, we are a, a, you are my partner. I should get a say in how that money is spent. Yeah, we, like it's probably better uses than just buying a, a balloon ride and tree grow. Also, tree like a, 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 like does Homer buy the land that those trees are planted on too? Like trees are, I don't. Again, trees are super. Buying a tree is expensive. Like a full grown tree and a cherry blossom tree, I can't imagine. So. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They don't care. I, I'm just... It, it, this episode's stupid. I hate it. Um, my literally last lines on this on this episode are F this episode. Like, it's nothing. It is a waste of time. I, like... Why is it here? Why did... Like, it is just literally the, another contractually obligated episode. We needed to write... Make 20 plus of this one this season, so we did this one. We spent five minutes on it. I wouldn't be surprised if us talking about it took longer than them writing it. Um, I literally... This, like... The freaking chat bots, the AIs that people come out with, would write our Simpsons episode than this. This episode's terrible. Rank it at the end of the show. Hey, Robbie, is this episode incredibly awfully broken? Yes. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. It's broken, man. It's broken. I don't know if it's a quick fix because, ugh. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not fixing this. You can go to hell. No, this you, is this you point go to hell. Throw it away. We don't need it. I bomb, bomb, get, gla- get glass the planet, bomb it from orbit. Uh, this is terrible. I'm not wasting time on fixing it. There's nothing in it. If you ask me to write any Simpsons, like fix this, I'm like, I'm not taking anything from this episode. There's nothing in it. Like maybe something from the B plot. You could turn that into another like good episode, but they don't care. Why should I spend the time? No. Nope. Um. So that's it. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the Discord. group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the Discord group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for their reviews. I read them on the air. You can too can uh, support, support us at any level and leave a review for an episode. First from Tim. I actually had hope at the start of this episode where Homer was prioritizing purchasing a lottery ticket. Man, you're killing me. Over was pri- was prioritizing purchasing a lottery ticket over going to a wedding where the bride and groom didn't really seem to have a good future. But then the rest of the episode, all the Simpsons turn into complete morons and old people being all too ready to accept we B plot didn't do it any favors. Side note, my one laugh was Mr. Burns surprised about attacking the Nazis in the war game. What's frustrating is that there is a good plot that could be developed. As Homer, as Homer hires Barney to pick up the money, have Mr. Gumble suddenly get possessive of the money, leading to a series of hijinks. No, wouldn't have been great, but at least that would have been watchable with the possibility of mayhem. Not canon, and I'll say this one indeed finishes in the 400s at number 401. Again, Barty didn't seem to demand anything from Homer. Really? Well, yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. He did get that the that uh, a, a porno magazine out of a tree. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean that's you know, I mean, and, she, and again, it, what year is this? It's 2010, guys. Like, what are you doing? For, uh, next from Derek. Oh, what do you know? A season 21 episode that's like staring into the abyss. I'm right there with you this week, Derek. Two episodes ago, Grandpa was going to be murdered. Last week, Krusty was engaged and made it all the way to the altar. And this week, the Simpsons are millionaires. Yet none of this stuff I feel like I've actually seen as episodes just seem like a watching dead air. I'm only one who finds it very hard to focus on watching these HD era episodes. What's especially strange is that even though every other line is just pure exposition, such as Homer's inner monologue, exposition, 
expositing, expo- expositing, there we go, expositing. expositing why he can't admit he won the lottery. I still don't know what's going on because my brain cells are just dead from subjecting myself to this. Well, you get used to it, Derek. Yeah. Unfortunately, you do. That's when that, that you know, that manic laughter, that's what I'm talking about. That's what, you know, when enough, <laughs> when enough brain the cells. manic laughter. When manic yeah. laughter, when enough brain cells are dead, that's what happens. Uh, from JJ, this wasn't outright terrible especially for a Homer episode, but my problem is how contrived everything is in order for this plot to work. And it's already pointless at the end with Marge not caring that Homer missed the wedding because they won a million dollars. So Homer wasted all the money for nothing. Does he really think Marge would care more about him missing the wedding because he was buying a lottery ticket than she'd care about him blowing all their winnings to avoid her finding out? Just explaining it is exhausting because it's also needlessly convoluted and only gets more convoluted when they throw in Bart. And the B-plot sucks. It has a really depressing ending in Funtendo Z? Really? cringe see all that you said did it does not necessarily match with what you said this isn't outright terrible i mean it's not racist and like offensive i guess i'll give you that that's true yeah that's that's like that's the lowest bar you know if it clears like you know literally like sociopathic behavior then that's it won't be the worst from Taoshin, toshin at least bart finally got revenge for fat man and little boy and all the other financial abuse homer subjected him to i don't like i don't want to think like that I really don't. That's that's a, that's a, a dangerous road to take when I start like being thankful for their terrible behavior. But Bart is a child. You know what? I can re- I can also let let Bart do bad things. He's a kid. He's ten years old. You know he doesn't understand completely. He's a child. It's fine. He has Homer as a father. Of course, he doesn't understand. Finally, from Dara. Maybe it's because I just got back from vacation. <laughs> Maybe it's that I'm a sucker for Homer <laughs> and Marge love, but I liked most of this. First half of the episode was fun. I was having a good time, especially with Homer being generous with the money and not just buying a bowling alley or doing something Peter Griffin-like with it. However, the Bart blackmail was blah and the Z storyline felt unfulfilled. I expected that to be the end, with Homer using the last of the money to buy a new Z for the retirement castle. That's something. Wow, Dara. I that's we something. Hate this episode, we didn't even try to fix it, but that would have been something. You're that's right. Something. It's not good, but it's something. Um, mostly fine. I'm gonna give it my sixth best episode of season twenty-one. Side note: with last week, maybe why we're more lenient on episodes is we don't have to do the full review. Nothing but love and respect for you guys. But once I write this review, this episode is gone, <laughs> so we can tolerate them a bit more than a deep dive analysis will. Yes, I know. Yeah, I, that's certainly a part of it. You know, we don't. You don't spend. 10 hours of your life every week talking about and editing a podcast with these dreary things like i'm i am convinced i will spend more time with this episode than the writers did oh for sure we were spending way more time they they, there are several episodes per season that you look at and you go oh yeah they spent no time with this they just mailed it in yeah they're just like oh we wrote it on the back of a napkin we let dan castellanetta like improv for you know five minutes call it an episode it's done embarrassing um that's it you can join us on Patreon and leave your own reviews for episodes. Uh, sports at any level can do so. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite comic or webcomic? Some people gave one or the other. Some people gave both. It's all great. A lot of great answers. Uh, take it away, Matt. All right, first up, from John, Calvin and Hobbes. I can't imagine finding any comic strip better. For me, it is perfection. Uh, from Matt, regardless of how terrible Scott Adams is, Dilbert will be my favorite. I work in a corporate office, and almost everything Dilbert says is relatable. Oh, boy, is it, unfortunately. Uh, from Andy, Calvin and Hobbes and Family Circus. Fantastic choices. 
uh, from Tushin. Girl Power, a G-R-R-L, uh, a webcomic about superhero heroines. Well, there are guys, too, but mostly it's about the girls, doing the things that superpowered girls do. Fighting crime, saving the world, dating, dieting, shopping, etc. There'll be explosions, cheesecake, beefcake, heroes and villains, angels and demons, cyborgs, ninjas, probably pirates. I came across it while reading The Wearing the Cape. While reading The Wearing the Cape, the author crossed over with it uh, in the sixth book of their series. And while I was mad that Ranma one half was fictional in this universe, I decided to give it a try and couldn't stop until I got current i've kept up to date every week ever since hmm. well that sounds interesting uh from how do you, how do you, comics are taught ranma ranma rama how's it supposed to be pronounced rama one half is the correct answer rama rama is sure. very good i i would suggest everyone also read rama but just i'm just gonna call, okay. toss that out there rama's great Fair enough. Uh, from Derek, Simpsons comics are top-notch. So much effort went into them, and the artwork was fantastic, especially the Treehouse of Horror editions, which look really stunning. Special shout-out to the early Doctor Who comics made the 60 by people not involved in the show and having obviously little to no knowledge about it. This is evidenced by a particularly infamous strip where an out-of-character second Doctor Roach is blasting alien with a ray gun whilst exclaiming, Die, hideous creature, die. Hilarious. Wow, that is definitely not a Doctor Who. All right. Uh, from Tim, Mittens is a cat with a cell phone and not afraid to use it. Trouble is, he can only communicate with him, his human mom, even though he thinks at times he can order a pizza. While if the strip has less than 10 characters in total, there's enough diversity of topic to make it a good daily read. A nice compliment for Garfield. Interesting. Uh, from Aaron, my family was definitely a comic strip family when I was a kid. Calvin and Hobbes, Bloom County, and The Far Side pretty much defined my childhood, and they all still hold up. From Dara, this is the toughest question you've ever asked. Peanuts is my classic choice. Foxtrot and Calvin and Hobbes is my childhood. But I think the only comic strip I seek out now is Pearls Before Swine. At D. Jacobson, from the paper, Pearls Before Swine. The writer understands when to break the fourth wall, and it's generally pretty funny. A webcomic, at Dinosaur Couch, is one my wife and I can enjoy together, and it's generally funny and touching. From a friend of the uh, pod, at the, at, at the Andrew blog, I'm a big fan of Zach Wiener Smith's comic Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal. It is a Simpsons-esque combination of nerdery and absurdity that hits the sweet spot for me and the kind of layered gags the show used to offer in its heyday. Uh, SMBC-comics.com. Thank you, Andrew, for selecting that so I can pick something else. Whew. That, that helps a lot. Uh, from at Ripley WG, I won't add to the echo chamber of people shouting Calvin and Hobbes. It's perfect. Instead, I'll throw my hat into the ring for peanuts. Deceptively simple, incredibly accessible, relatable to anyone, classic for a reason. Uh, from at CHTHH, newspaper, Calvin and Hobbes, web, XKCD. Uh, from at EID9, the far side for newspapers, as for webcomic, would have to be the Perry Bible Fellowship, always good for a macabre laugh. Very true. At your apocalypse, Akewood. Akewood, a thousand times Akewood. It's intelligent, insightful, emotional, and downright hilarious, even when it's being truly weird. Not just the best webcomic, but amongst the best media ever created. Wow. Robbie, are you familiar with Akewood? Because I've never heard of that. Yeah, I'm familiar with Akewood. There's a, lot okay. of, there's a lot of people who I respect their opinions very strongly, and they say the similar things. Akewood's great. Akewood's the best. You know, the best, not just a comic, just great fiction right great art and i and i you know i respect their opinions and i i think oh those are smart people and they like good things i should try Akewood. i i if, like watching like was i and i started from the beginning i'm like i'll just start from the beginning and read you know for a year you know read a year's worth of book of, of comic and you know after a year i'll get the hand on it it's it feels impenetrable i don't i don't know like i for me like i try to read it and i just bounce right off maybe it's like i was in the wrong frame of mind i try again maybe i'll like it more but there's a lot of people who love akewood they have, it's a very dedicated fan base to akewood i just it feels like they it my experience is it feels like i'm reading a comic from a different earth 
and I don't fully like it feels like I, I like it feels like it's just so disconnected from my reality like I don't maybe I think I'm like I feel like I'm missing context I think is the, the easiest way to say it and not that I don't know I still think like oh those people are really smart and they really like Ickwood and they really say how much they love it so it must be good right but then I try and read it and I just bounce off it's not for me it's fair okay. enough it's okay think some things aren't for you it's okay I know a lot that happens to me a lot especially with my comics Moving on, from Matt MF Cannon, Calvin and Hobbes, from Matt Bry American, Dykes to Watch Out For. <laughs> that sounds lovely. I'm going to have to check that one out for sure. Dykes to Watch Out For is great. Uh, Dykes to Watch Out For is uh, is a spectacular comic. Um, it, went, it, you know, it literally is a comic that's gone for like 40 years. It's literally just, I mean, Salas and Bechdel, um, famous, infamous for the, uh, not, I guess, famous. She didn't really... She didn't create it. It was created by accident, the Bechdel test, you know, about female characters. But the Dex Watch Out For is, is spectacular. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, from at that JD1, Calvin and Hobbes, followed by Pixie and Brutus. And that's it. Robbie, what is yours? It's a really hard answer. Hard to answer. Uh, Calvin Hobbes, everyone said, is perfect. Yes, it is perfect. Calvin Hobbes yep. is great. Yep. Um, Farside, great. Um I'm going to pick one that people haven't said, which I I, I don't th- I think it's it does. It's not under the radar anymore. For a while it was. Um, but the new the Nancy Nancy by Olivia James. Oh, the new one. Yeah, the new Nancy. Um, obviously, Nancy is a very old comic, um, but recently Olivia James took over it, took over the writing of it and basically revolutionized what it is like the old ones are still good like you can go read those like comic strips and a lot of them are, are fun and, and funny um but this is it feels like a modern comic even because it is effectively like it's really interesting that dichotomy between taking this really old character characters and writing them with like this very fresh voice um it's really like and i bring it up specifically because this is what the simpsons should do you know, and I think they're trying at times recently, a couple couple past couple mm-hmm. seasons. I feel like they've tried to do this, but I just want them to go a whole hog. I you know, get young people to make the Simpsons again. All of them. I don't you don't need I don't like you, you don't need fifty, sixty year old men writing the Simpsons anymore. Get young people, get young women to write the Simpsons. Let's see what happens. Like I don't care if it's not if it's different from the golden years. Like I just want it to be fresh again. And this is like what it could be, like Obviously, it's a very different thing because, you know, it's a webcomic and or, or, or I think it, they, it's in print sometime, too, but um, in some newspapers. But it's, you know, it's a three or four strips of the three or four panels in a strip. So it's not like a whole TV show, but it's what I think about, like, oh, The Simpsons could do this, you know, give it a new voice. What's your answer, Matt? So I have a lot, obviously. Uh, web comics and comic strips are one of my favorite. Uh, there aren't many comic strips I still care about. Um, the one that I still read religiously is Foxtrot because Bill Ament is a nerd just like us, uh, and it shines through in a lot of the comic strips he did, especially the ones today. Now he only does Sundays because he's up in his I think sixties now, uh, but they are still relatably funny uh, pretty much all the time. Uh, web comics, on the other hand, who boy do I have a lot of web comics. Um, we've already said XKCD and Saturday Morning Breakfast cereal um there are a couple that i would like to add which i'm on the ho- one of the hosts so you have to listen to me um but uh giant in the playground is a fantastic one that probably if you like D, you probably heard of this webcomic uh because it's 
a extremely long run. I think they've had like 12 collections of comics now. Uh, it comes out like once a week and it's always like a full page comic uh, full of the misadventures of a D&D party. Uh, there's very little fourth wall breaking, but the humor is very meta for you know people who like D&D. Um, but on top of that, there's also um, questionable content. And something positive are the two runners up because they're both extremely long running comics about characters that feel real despite some really weird stuff constantly happening to them. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're they're both very cynical comics, uh, which I appreciate a lot, but don't get bogged down in it to the point where it's just dour and you don't want to read it because it's sad all the time. As a very tough line to walk. <laughs> What's that, Robbie? What's that? I just, I'll just be polite, man, and say I disagree. But I'm I read I read <laughs> I read questionable, questionable content for a very long time, and then I stopped. <laughs> I, that's fair. That's fair. It definitely in the past few years has have taken a very left strong left turn. But I still find the humor for the most part enjoyable. I just I, when you tease a will they won't they relationship. For literally years. And then, I don't know. It's not satisfying. was not satisfying. There was this, I was like, I can't anymore. I'm not, what are you doing? Um, It's fine. It's fine. I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. When I was reading it. It's fine. Um, Next week's question. I don't know if, I feel like maybe we asked this one before. I'm not sure though. Um, I, If we have, I'm doing it again. What's your favorite video game console? all time Ooh, i've got opinions on this i mean yeah i do too obviously i'm a big giant nerd of course i have an opinion about this um i'll post this on social media and twitter as long as it's still standing this week every week i say that matt and every week it gets worse i don't know how elon musk <laughs> has managed to like he just like he's he's like he's like it's like he bought a house and he's slowly pulling out everything inside the house like first he sold the appliances like, okay, we gotta sell the fridge, sell the washer and dryer, um, and then oh, we're actually now we're just gonna we're gonna rip out the windows, we're gonna sell those. Now he's just ripping out the copper wiring in the house. Like it's just like literally everything like that makes the house be a house is just gone. There's nothing left. So it's just gonna be an empty place. Uh but we're still there. <laughs> Simpson Show Pod, it's at Twitter. Email us at SimpsonShowPod.gmail.com. Uh and I post it on our page our Patreon. Um I'm, I've considered like other op- op- options, but those seem to be the places where we still have traction. So it's fine. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R R T. The No Google Trivia Challenge. Where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions: one easy, one medium, and one hard. Matt has a four-point lead on me so far this season. It's really obnoxious. I wish he would stop. Could you stop? No. I mean, I'm not trying real hard. See, that's the things that I don't. Are you like those? Aren't that's not reassuring, Matt? When you say things like that, I don't know if you realize <laughs> that or not. Like when you say, "Oh, I'm going like half speed with you," and you're still losing. That's not nice thing. It makes me feel dumb, and I'm already. I don't uh, think that's true. I'm very stupid, Matt. Your easy question. Are you ready? Ready. In Dog of Death, Sales of Helper ends up living with who? Um, I believe that's Mr. Burns. That's correct. All right. Your easy question. What sporting event almost comes to Springfield in the Old Man and the Sea student? What large every four years sporting event? Uh, the World Cup? 
Yeah, I guess two years. Oh, the Olympics? Is that where you The Olympics, yes. I don't know, Matt. I don't believe the World Cup has ever come to Springfield. Matt, do you think I remember anything about Old Man and the Sea Student? I mean, maybe. You just gave me a point. I'll take it, but I'm not going to get any of the next questions right. I'm just giving you that right now. Your meme question, what is the jackpot for the lottery in Dog of Death? Oh, isn't it uh, $25,000? Is that your final answer? It is, yes. $25,000. Uh-huh. No, Matt. Okay. It's $130 million. Oh, wow. Because for, for some reason, I feel like uh, there's a couple times, in, especially in the golden years, when they, were, they won jackpots that feel like nothing at all. And all right, nothing, fair enough. Nothing at all. Uh, no, this that that's this is literally I pulled this question literally because when they try and make a million dollars sound like a huge number, and yet in yeah. the nineties they had an episode where one hundred thirty million dollars was the jackpot. You're like, well, that you it's literally fifteen years later, and you're making the numbers so much more smaller. What's my medium question, Matt? All right, your medium question. What are the other mascots referenced in the news report about the Olympics? Past Olympic mascot. Uh, I have no idea. All right. Uh, it is um, the Atlanta What's It and the Montreal Vampire. Nope. Don't remember that at all. You're a hard question, Matt. Uh, what are the winning lottery numbers in Dog of Death? Oh, God. Um, six numbers. Six numbers. Um, I know one of them is eight. Or is, is one, eight, ten, thirty-seven, thirty-six, and twenty-eight. I don't know. Uh, you got zero correct. Oh, uh, dang. <laughs> it is 17, 3, 26, 41, 38, 49. Um, Homer even exclaims after the first number. He's like, boy, if you were 17, we would have gotten the number right. Because Homer Yeah, that's why I thought, because I thought it was ages, but you're right. I remember that now. Homer uses number 10 instead of 17. Um, and Ken Brockman ends up putting. What's my, what's my hard <laughs> Your hard question. question. In The Old Man, the Sea Student, you may recall, Bart kidnaps the elderly and takes them on a shipping tour and runs into Mr. Burns' boat where Smithers is drawing Mr. Burns nude like he had his old Navy buddies. <laughs> the ship begins to sink. Who saves them? Um, Greenpeace. I'm sorry. It is Jack LaLanne. I can't. Again, Matt, like this is you're making this up. This isn't real. This is this is I know, right? this is yeah. not possible. This is only season ten, Robbie. This isn't even like the worst. It's just season ten. I, like all these, like I cannot believe it. Like you say that with a straight face. Like I cannot. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking of the uh, the episode where the um we have the standoff with all the navies and the penguins are there. Like that's an episode. I, like I know that's not the same episode. That that's all that was popping in my mind was like there's a standoff between the different naval uh, ships, and one of them was crewed by penguins. And you're like, what are you doing, Simpsons? Like what happened? Um, well, Matt and I tied this episode, so that's a victory on my part. Uh, eventually, I'm gonna have to beat him, but and then not give up any more points. But see, at least I asked questions from like an episode that I, you know you can remember. That's true. Yeah, with like fondness, not. And I literally, Matt, like, I don't know what, until you told me that little summary at the end, I don't remember old man. Well, I know it's Bart and Mr. Burns. I have nothing. I don't, or Abe. Or, like, see, uh-huh. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Like, old man and the Lisa, like, I get it. Cause I, that's a good episode. You know, the mm-hmm. one where Bart kidnaps old, old people. Okay. That's it for trivia. Oh. 
we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, so we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Um, I'm feeling mean today, Matt. I am too, because this episode was just a complete waste of our time to the point where I'm like, no, I don't like this. Is this going below 400? Maybe. Mm, it's really hard. That's re- it's really hard for an episode to go that low. Like, Robbie, I would just point out that that 90 show is 398. This is better. See, this is this is the conundrum we're in, Matt. Okay, that '90s show is bad. Um, I, I, it, it, it's reprehensible almost at times, <laughs> and it's also. I think I'm even more angry about that episode because the Simpsons staff who created the episode, they're like, they're so upset, they got so angry that people got angry at that terrible episode. Like, look, we made this terrible thing for you. Why don't you like it? You know, and like now, and then they complain about it. Like, wah, 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 people don't like the bad thing we made. Um, so there's that. But there's like characters in that 90s show, right? There's plot and That's story. True. Like, things happen. It's all bad, but they exist. This episode has nothing. It is, div- it, it pretends at times, like, oh, it's about something. It's about Homer was a lottery, it hides it from Marge. There's no human behavior in this. It's like it is like written for aliens. Like, it might as well be the Cohen heads doing this plot. Um, and I'll say this as well. There is like, and I. It's bad that this is the where we're at. You know where I. It has to kind of transcend. You know, it has to have racism and homophobia, and transphobia, or you know Homer being a sociopath, like literally just. Or or Marge, like, you know, being a literal rapist. Like, it has to be that level of ugliness to get really far down in the list at this point. And I'll say this about season 21. This ep- a lot of these episodes are empty and pointless and meaningless. They don't have the, ug- the ugliness in them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we are definitely, I think, because we've been doing this for so long, these episodes are very trying because they don't give us anything to talk about. And we've seen so many like it. Um, but I don't think it's below that 90 show. I, I think it is not very high above it. I would, you know, you. I, I think it, it it goes above Mona Leavesa. I think that is where I like. I, but it's worse than last week, which is Once Upon a Time in Springfield. Yeah, it, definitely for sure. So it's not that much higher. Like Dangerous Curves. I already forgot what Dangerous Curves is. We just watched. I can it. never remember. What, oh, that's isn't that the one with uh, the Flanders is, and it's based on the movie um, that we watched for the bonus episode. Oh yeah, you're right. The, the, it is one for the road, two for the road, one for the road, two for the road, not one for the road, two for the road. Um, yeah, this is worse than that too. I think um, Mona leaves it just the way it treats Mona. I can't put this lower than that. Again, Mona leaves it has more story in it. It's not good, but it has, but. It, it is worse than how it treats Mona. It treats it like Austin Powers. It's just so terrible. It makes no sense. It's it's mind numbing. It's worse than this. I'd rather watch this than Mona Leaves. Uh, I think I'd rather watch Dangerous Curves again. I would put this between the two. Yeah, I'm 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 with you right there. Like I really like I, I these episodes are very tiring because nothing happens, you know, in them, and they're so lazy. But I still think that an episode where the writers have the bit they. It feels like no one tried is better than an episode where it feels like they tried and they did bad things. 
I'll I, I think I'm still there. And maybe after three more seasons of like filled with episodes like this, I'll start, you know, it'll break me and I'll start putting them lower. It's certainly possible. Um, but for now, God, like it, I wanted once one for like at one point, Matt, we should go back and watch one of these really bad ones just to refresh like, oh, this is how bad it could get. Because we haven't had, you know, I don't know. There's, there's, is I think one season twenty one episode in the in those bottom, what twenty five now, and it's smoke on. You no, know, it's Homer the Whopper. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, none of these can compete with you know, Bonfire of the Manatees or Goo 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 Pan. Nope, My God, like they're just so bad. Um, so that's number three. New number three ninety four on the list. Um, it's new number two oh two on the Pose Golden Years ranking. Um are we yeah. So I was looking at the list, but it's kind of it's this list is breaking my brain. Million dollar maybe it's number it's three ninety four below dangerous curves, right above Mona Leaves at last place in the list is still go to Ben's day. First place is still Homer's enemy. What a lovely episode. I like just to think about it. You know, it's nice. It's lovely Frank Grimes. Such a funny character. Uh works perfectly. Um Kate Fear, Summer 442. Just wonderful episodes. They're so good. They're so great. Bart Sells his Soul, Mysterious Voyage of Homer. So much. You only move twice. What what a good what a good show this was. Um was. We can. Uh, let's see. We could do one more thing, Matt, before we go. Uh kind of a formality this week, but <laughs> we have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! <laughs> Yes, please. Can we do it faster? Fire the cannon. Goodbye. This episode is empty, meaningless. Nothing worthwhile was in it. Nothing valuable was lost. We can move from the, from that to the top of our list, working our way down to we ask and answer that same question about every episode on the list. We are now currently at number 124, Marginal Lamb. Marge goes to jail. Marge goes to prison. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, that's I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, it's good. It's a good episode. It's a it it fills that niche of like what does Marge do for the town? You know, what is Marge? How does Marge represent herself in the community? Um, and it's funny as Jimmy Carter wearing Marge's hair. What more do you want? <laughs> it's I kind of want that statue in my front yard, Matt. If I ever become a millionaire, I'll make it happen. Probably a billionaire. You'd probably have to be like at least a hundred million dollars to waste it on something that frivolous, because you'd have to fire, hire a pretty good artist for that. Nah, I think I could get it done. It wouldn't be too bad. I'd, I'd hire a, I'd, I'd hire a good friend, Eric Zeke Knight, and he'd do it for cheap because it would, uh, it would, it would be for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Not to make it worth his while. Eh, I don't. Maybe wouldn't. I don't know. Whatever. I'd fight. So I mean, like. The expensive part would like the the art itself wouldn't be that expensive. Um, the sculpt it would be the casting it in metal would be more expensive. But even that's not that expensive. Not when you're a millionaire, you know. Ten if I had ten million dollars, Matt, I think I could, we could swing it. Just ten, probably true. Ten million, not one million like Homer here, um, <laughs> but ten. I think I could do it. Um, it's marginal lamb. It's a yes, of course. It's a yes. Uh, our next episode, Matt. And I'm like, I'm tr- every time I do go, oh, what's our next episode? I start like, I have like dread in my stomach. Okay. Boy meets 
curl. Speaking of the Olympics, Homer and Marge form a mixed Homer and Marge form a mixed curling team with Agnes and Seymour. Oh, I do remember this. This is terrible. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Bob Costas is himself. Oh, it's a Winter Olympics episode. <sighs> okay. It has to be better than this, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, does it? It doesn't have to be. It nothing, doesn't. Nothing it doesn't has have to, to be, no. Nothing has to be anything. Um, so that's next time. You can watch along with us. Support us on uh, patreon.com. It's on a, you can go to our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Links, they're everywhere on the internet. Uh, we did RSS feed, Twitter, you know. You know the thing. This is episode 450-something. You know what I say. I do the same thing. Um, you can find me online on Twitter for now at Robbie Dorman. My website is at RobbieDorman.com. I'm Robbie Dorman at all social media. I'm, also, I'm being more and more active on Instagram if you want to follow me there and see pictures of my dog. Um, the cat's been out of the bag for now for a while once you're hearing this, but I'm moving back to Florida. You don't know that already. You do know, you know it now. I'm going to be in Orlando with Matt. Um, so we'll have opportunities for shenanigans. Although, I don't really want to eat moon waffles again. <laughs> it's a lot of butter. Um, it's a lot of that's a lot of butter. Um, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be moving, and I'm incredibly stressed out, and I don't know what my schedule is gonna be like um, when we move. So watch out for that. I'm gonna try and we're gonna try to hold our schedule to get upset every every Sunday, but maybe miss a week. Might have to. We'll see. Um, just because I won't have a, literally can't or it will be unable to record. Um, we'll see. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spend all my time taking care of kittens and now ducks, apparently, uh, because we are taking on interns of all kinds of different species. Uh, we recently brought on a cloud for the first time ever. It turns out they're alive and they sound a lot like a kitten and they eat a lot of things in the kitten. But it is, in fact, actually a cloud. It is, in fact, a cloud. A cloud. That is what we do now here you can see it on instagram at kitten turns k-i-t-t-i-n-t-e-r-n-s you can see the wonderful cloud that is available for adoption now matt do you have ducks is that what you said yes we have a duck now what what we found some eggs it hatched he's got a bum leg so we're taking care of him i can't this is i can't what (laughs) i can't this you have a duck (laughs) i know robbie i know you have a duck how do you keep the duck like is is Tide okay with your duck? Tide does not know the duck exists. The duck stays in playpens and in the tub. So it's a duckling. Yes, a duckling. Okay, that's like, you're, gonna, you're, not, you're not gonna keep it forever, are you? Not long term, no. We're trying to find somebody to take it now. But until then, he's an intern. <sighs> duck turns. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Shh.